for the next hour, you are listening to Boss Talk with me, your host, Michelle Gallant. Boss Talk is a show dedicated to bring you insight, advice, and straight up hard truth from people who take ownership of their life every day. Embrace your inner boss, whether at work, at home, and in life. Tune into Boss Talk every Tuesday live at 11 a.m. on 96.7 FM, on cklu.ca, or on the Radio Player Canada app. Now, it's time to boss up. I spent my weekend in Halifax with my sister and I want to talk about this trip a little bit because this was the first trip that my sister and I ever took together and I actually won this trip through our local Sudbury Chamber of Commerce and I want to thank you, thank them um, for the opportunity to do that. Um, I won two round trip tickets to anywhere in Canada that Air Canada flies and I told my sister to pick somewhere in Canada and let's just go. So she picked Halifax, which was awesome because both of us have never been there before and she loves the ocean, so why not? It was her birthday yesterday and um, so we spent Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday in Halifax and it was absolutely beautiful. If you have never been to the East Coast, please do so. It is beautiful. The water is unbelievable and there are so many things to see and explore. We went to Peggy's Cove, Lunenburg, Cape Breton, which is about five hours out from where we were. We stayed at a beautiful Airbnb. And if you have never stayed at one, you must. It is something to really indulge in because it, it gives you a different experience than a hotel would. And I think maybe it's not for you, but at least try it once. Um, we went to... It was Alexander Keith's birthday out there uh, last week, and uh, we celebrated 222nd years old, and we celebrated. It was amazing down at the brewery. It was a great experience. Um, their downtown is just full of life, on the water, so much to see. The people are amazing. Um, we went to um, Peggy's Cove and experienced a lobster roll, and if you have never done a lobster roll, <laughs> that's another experience in itself. Um, the foliage out there is quite beautiful, especially around this time of year. And apparently it's not even at its brightest yet. So if you are looking to go that way, now is probably the time. So I, again, I want to thank the Chamber of Commerce for that opportunity for my sister and I to experience that. And uh, we are looking forward to our next trip. Um, Halifax is just um, amazing. And... Uh, now we're going to get into this episode because it's there's a common theme here with Halifax and traveling and wine and all this stuff. And I'm happy, happy to bring on my guest for today, Stephanie Pichet, wine, travel, and food expert. <laughs> <laughs> I was so tempted to be jumping in every single time that you were saying something. <laughs> like when you're talking about Alexander Keith's 200, I was going to say, did you have 222 beer? <laughs> No, mm. um, 22, though. <laughs> uh, no. Welcome. Welcome you. to the show. Welcome. I'm very excited. Absolutely. I'm so happy to have you here because we're going to talk about a couple different things. 
you've been able to turn three of your favorite things, all that I've kind of mentioned in this little segment already, into a business, into doing something you love, exploring the world, and that's food, travel, and wine. Three things that you love. Let's go. Let's let's go back, Stephanie. <laughs> oh my God, not too far. <laughs> not too far. How did you nail it down to those three things that those are your passion? That's what you're going to do. I don't think I planned it this way. To be honest, it was more about. Um, it was more about I've always been teaching in a certain way. So even when I had other businesses, I was always teaching people, and food and wine kind of drifted that way. Anyhow. They were always passions of mine, so it was just a matter of using those parts of the business um, and having the opportunity to introduce people to new flavors or new things. And sometimes it's a great way to, it's an icebreaker. Uh, people tend to gravitate towards events or fun things when there's food and drink involved. Yes. Um, you know, and I'm, besides teaching, I'm also learning on an ongoing basis. So when somebody asks me, um, about what wines to go with something, I'm not going to guess. I'm a bit of a nerd and I'll research it. <laughs> uh, to death, I will research it, but I will taste things and check things and, and I have you know, my own personal preferences, of course. But I really wanted to have the food and wine part is sort of a, I think it's just, it's easier to conduct a business when you're liking what you're doing every day. Yes. And it's easy to talk about things when you already like about what you're talking. And the travel aspect, I think, came in just because I do love traveling, but I find that it's not just traveling just to go see other things. Most of my travel does revolve around food and wine. Uh, that's usually our starting point. <laughs> like, which wine region have we not been to yet? Or which city have we not tackled yet? Or we didn't eat enough at the last time? And we kind of steer it that way. And then, of course, a lot of times these places are beautiful to see anyways. But we're I'm just lucky that I married a man who's also loves to travel as much as I do. And he also doesn't have the thrill. We don't mind seeing the tourist spots. Right. We don't have the the urge to stand in line for three hours to go and experience it, right? You know, we got to the Eiffel Tower. We took a picture in front of it. Check. Done. <laughs> right. right? We walked by the Louvre, tried to sneak and look in the window. Check. Done that. <laughs> right? That's how. And then basically we found a really great wine bar. We've been back to like four times in Paris. So that's. Right. That's our way of experiencing it. And that's why I was excited to hear that you did the Airbnb thing because you do experience something different. Even if we're staying in a hotel, I like to not have certain plans and basically just sit around and people watch, yes. chat with people who live there. You get a whole different appreciation for the place. You do, because when you go to these places, and I've been outside of Canada before too, um, but when you go to the the actual like touristy places, I mean, you're, you're a tourist, but if you ask the locals, it's a total different answer. Correct. And usually at tourist places, you're surrounded by... Tourists. Tourists, exactly. <laughs> Which is also the same reason that I'm always trying to coax people that when you're traveling, as much as I love concierge, they're great at a, as a resource. If you're not specific with them, they're going to send you where other tourists go. Right. So I always suggest that if you're going to talk to a concierge, the hotel, because they may be the only source of information, I always say, make sure you tell them, I don't want to go where the tourists go. Right. Then you get a completely different answer. Right. Wow. Okay. Best source of resource, by the way, is always ask a waiter. Ask a waiter. Always ask a waiter because most of the time they've worked at many other places. Mm. Um, so they know what places are good, not good. Uh, where do they go out to eat after dinner? If they're going to go for drinks one night, where do they go? 
um, yeah, they're usually happy to share. Sometimes overshare. You get a lot of really good inside info. So you've traveled a lot. Uh-huh. Um, how many countries have you been to? 34 and counting, I think, is the last count. Wow. I was hoping to get another couple in um, over the next year. Um, we still might, though. Uh, right now, we don't like to plan ahead too far with okay. all the current weather patterns and everything else going on in the world. We just, uh, we're kind of taking it day by day. But every time we have the opportunity, we do. Wow. Mm-hmm. And who do you love to travel with the most? Oh, my husband. Yeah. I didn't even have to. Like, that wasn't even a hesitation. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> you barely got the question out. And again, it's because we, um, we do travel well together. Um, it is a good blend. I always joke around. I said it's my OCD and his common demeanor. That's the reason that we were such opposites that way. Um, he was actually, I interviewed him for the very first podcast yes, episode. And in part of that, I was teasing him or I asked him what's the, the best thing about traveling with me. He says, and he doesn't have to think because he actually plans for a living. So when he gets someplace, sometimes he doesn't know where he's going. Wow. Like he seriously gets off the plane. And if someone asked him, what, what resort are you going to? He doesn't know. <laughs> So you just you just kind of led into my next question there um, about your podcast. You just launched um, a couple of weeks ago a podcast that talks about uh, your experiences through this glorious life of yours um, called Flying for Flavor. And I'm really excited about this because you get asked, and I know you do because I see you everywhere, and um, you get asked a lot about, you know, what wines to taste, who should I talk to, and like just some of the stuff that we just talked about. Mm-hmm. And now you're putting it into one kind of area for anybody in the world to access this. So yes. how, why a podcast? I think it was, it's always kind of been there. I listen to podcasts myself. That yes. was, um, and I'm one of those people that listens to talk radio and radio shows. I always did for years. And uh, yes, and I used to get teased about it, where everybody else would have on a local Top 40 station, I would be changing it over to talk radio. That's my jam. <laughs> but then when I, um, and I think it was because I was doing a lot of writing for articles, other publications, people would ask me to contribute content for different things. And it wasn't until I was asked to be doing something on an ongoing basis, and I realized that I should be honest with them and say, I know I'm not the best writer. And I admitted to them that most of the time I was using a microphone and a dictation app. So I was actually speaking into a microphone, it recorded, and then it would give me the text. I would edit it, and that would how I would submit the content. And then usually somebody who's a much better writer than I would would tweak things on the other end. So it, because I do that, and I'm not writing, I'm, I'm a teacher. I speak. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm talking about food, and I'm talking about wine. And it's a different way of sharing stories than writing. Yes. And it's just one of the things that I do better that way or I can I can choose my words better and my brain goes 100 miles an hour so I actually can speak probably convey a lot more thoughts verbally than I can if I writing would be just too slow for me I'm too impatient and you know I've been following your journey for the past I've probably known you for about five years now Mm -hmm. um, just through different things and um, to see where you were to where you're going you know you you were um, the owner of Legacy Catering yes and you did that for several years, uh-huh. and then you you transitioned into your own brand, which is stephaniepichet.ca, that basically is your podcast in visual content. Sure, yes. Mm-hmm. There's a section, on, yes, there's a podcast section on there. Right. Mm-hmm. And then now with your podcast, Flying for Flavor, which is a total different medium to express your journey to the public, um, why do you do all this? Um, it keeps it interesting, and again, I have this crazy need to share information and share my thoughts and share tips and share the stories that I've heard 
and you can't always do it. I mean, anyone who owns a small business, regardless if it's a one-person operation to a larger one, there's only so many hours in a day. Mm-hmm. And I can go and teach a class, a wine class, and I have about two, two and a half hours to not only do the tasting, um, give them some snacks, share some basic information, talk about the wine region, and I'm finding that it's still not enough. There's still people asking questions and they still want other things. And there's always something new to talk about with food, wine, and travel. Yeah. It's this never-ending, like there's always, I mean, I go through the paper, I used to think that I was going to have to make a list of topics, right? I was all panicked about, how oh, am I going to fill up a weekly episode? I can probably do like three episodes a week if I had the time to do it. Wow. There's always so much to talk about. Absolutely. And you, and it's just you doing all this. And I know how much work it could take to, you know, do the podcast and do all the promotion for it, editing, all the visual stuff, um... And it's just you. I'm a one-man show. You are. <laughs> One-woman show, to be exact. <laughs> I was joking around when I was first going to launch the podcast. I thought it would be cute. You know, at the end when you have credits. Yes. I was going to say, you know, uh, audio engineer, Stephanie Pichet. <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, visual visual editor, Stephanie Pichet. <laughs> right? Because basically it would be one of those scrolling credits, and every single one would be my name. Yeah. That's, and that's the whole thing. I had to teach myself a lot. And I'm still learning, by all means. Um I think at the beginning, because I was nervous, I was very hard in myself, as mm-hmm. many people are. So I was constantly editing, over-editing, playing around with the different sound levels, just trying to overcomplicate things. And now that I've got a groove on, it's much faster for me to be able to put an episode together. And I have all these interviews already set up. So it's just a matter of kind of which one's going to go in what order on which date and then if I'm going to combine them so that there's a constant theme so it's more a little bit about the planning but I've been getting better at uh, just basically turning hit and record and letting it rip <laughs> I don't know if that's always better but sometimes some of the most natural things happen that way right isn't Absolutely. it much more fun having no notes yes it is <laughs> I'm going to get you on the no notes kick <laughs> happen organically that way that's right um, and I love this because when you listen, I've listened to you just did a few episodes on um, the East Coast and Halifax, and I want to talk about that a little bit. Um, and though I guess we had a great conversation before we went to <laughs> went live. Should have hit record sooner. We should have. <laughs> um, because I was talking about the way that um, people travel differently, and I was listening to your your podcast about you know the different. I didn't know that Halifax was a huge wine region before listening mm-hmm. to it. Um, even going there, I would have never known. Because I would have never known where to go. That's right. Um, even going downtown to eat, which one should I check out? What kind of food do I like? Um, will I even like this? Maybe I won't go to what you suggested because I'm not that type of person or something like that. But it gave me options. Yes. And when we were just recently talking, um, you filmed a whole episode in the Garrison um, Brewery downtown. Mm-hmm. And now I look, I think back to when I was listening to it, I was in that space. <laughs> you were actually there. I was actually you may have even been sitting at the same table that we were. Could be. Could be. And it's cool to think that that type of experience could exist, whether you're there or not, through your listening to your podcast. Yeah, it gives you, it, it's exposing what it's like to be there. Right. Um, and aside from me sharing the beer samples that I had, the little flights that I yes. had, it was still giving you the sound, the experience, the conversation. And that was part of the whole idea of having a podcast. Right. Is because I have conversations like that all the time anyways. Yes. I'm talking to other business owners, restaurant owners, chefs, bartenders, sommeliers. I'm already having those conversations, but I've just never recorded them and shared them before. So this is just another way of... Um, so even though sometimes it looks like it's set up, 
it was usually a last minute thing. So right. some of these are, uh, for example, I was just in Calgary mm-hmm. and I um, had dinner one night. Norm and I had a late dinner and we get chatting with a lady who was talking to us at the table. Turns out she's the owner. And I was there back there the next morning doing an interview for a future podcast. It was just uh, off the top because I had no idea that she, you know, this is going to be the third time this place has opened over the years. And they just had to, you know, start their all new uh, wine list from scratch. So I really wanted to ask them questions about that because it kind of worked into a future episode that I was planning anyways. Right. But it's, it's, these are conversations that I already have. And that's what people are missing. It's, it's, I mean, you could read about it. Good. But then if you hear about it and hear the actual, like, say, server or bartender or concierge or whoever actually saying those words, you, I feel like you believe it more and you're more inclined to experience it. You do. And I think that you don't do that. You just believe it more. I think that hearing it in their own words yes. is a little bit more authentic. Yep. And one of the things that I noticed that even when I had my own, just the website, I was trying to collect video things quite a bit. My husband has always wants to grab my phone and try to videotape. But a lot of people get very nervous as soon as they see that camera out. Yes, I know. Right? So it's, <laughs> but people do relax yeah. if they know that they're just going to be talking. Yeah. And it's a different atmosphere. And I've learned now, like, I'll make sure that when I'm recording, I have my portable microphone, I always turn the phone upside down so they're not distracted by seeing the recording happening. So right. they can actually just forget that we're being recorded and just talk. Yes. But yeah, when I tell people that I'm just recording, there's no photos or anything else, you see their shoulders go down. <laughs> they so start true. to relax a little bit more. It's so true. For the same reason I tell you this morning, I'm like, I'm hoping there's no big selfies today. Today's not a <laughs> selfie day. <laughs> and that's all good because I'm a little tired. So oh, there we go. Um, no, I love that. And I love being able to bring that conversation to the table. That's exactly it. Um, and you, you described it beautifully before we went live, obviously. <laughs> um, was your why you're doing this? Yes. So please say that again. <laughs> and it's funny because until I actually said it to you, I didn't think that's what it was. I am a naturally, my husband calls me an experiencer. Mm-hmm. So that's why I've had so many career changes over the years. I've had my dip my toe in many different business models over the years. I have many different pieces of paper up on my wall. Like there's always something new around the corner. So I'm always looking for something new, experiencing something new. And I think that's one of the things that I'm always trying to share with other people, getting them to try something new, right? So are you the happiest that you've ever been right now doing what you're doing? I think so. I'm much more relaxed than I ever was. And I think that comes as part of it. Mm -hmm. If I was constantly stressed... I mean, I, I mean, I love the catering business, especially when it first started, the excitement of doing like bigger and bigger and bigger events. And I love the challenge of it. Or if somebody dared me, like, I bet you can't do, <laughs> right? I bet you can't serve 1,500 people that day. Oh, yeah, watch me. <laughs> but it's, um, uh, it's a different kind of challenge. And it's because the challenge is all focused on me. So there's a lot more pressure on me alone. Right. Where I always had staff and other people around me as a support system. So I'm kind of relying on myself this time. So it's like, you know, I, it's either me that's going to make it or break it, right? Right. But there's a lot, there's so many opportunities out there for doing so many things. And I love the idea that because it's food, wine, and travel, and I'm going to have regular contributors on the show over the, you know, over the first few seasons, that I really want to start branching off and then doing special events that are geared around the people who are helping me with the podcast, right? So we people can actually experience it live and in person. So I've got mm-hmm. all these little plans. 
one thing at a time, though. I mean, like I'm three weeks in and I'm planning next year already. <laughs> but that's uh, that's what makes it exciting. So it's not only that I'm exposing other people and getting them to experience new flavors, new sites, new opportunities and seeing new things, but I'm also learning and experiencing new things myself at the same time. Absolutely. Right. We're going to cut to a break and go to a song. But before we do, I have one question for you, Stephanie. Where's the last place you visited? I was just in Calgary. Calgary. Okay, perfect. <laughs> We're going to talk about that when we come back. Okay. 